1: it's that demonstration of Jesus's greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on the kingdom and its stories
2: well good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are around the world whoever you are a warm welcome to you today we're blessed to have simon simon is back on the show he was uh, with us last week and uh, if you missed that one where were you you missed uh, a great uh, a great talk a great time of Simon sharing Simon was sharing how he um moving forward a a few years he went to Rwanda uh he went to Rwanda where about 80 family members uh were killed in the genocide and the Lord placed it on his heart to go to Rwanda to go to the place that had killed his family 80 people in his family uh in order to tell them about Jesus's love and Jesus' forgiveness. And so, uh, Simon, let, 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 let's let talk about that just briefly again. So, I mean, it, it's easy for me to say, you know, to say, oh, well, you know, clearly in the scripture it says, you know, forgive, you know, uh, Jesus hanging on the cross, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. So, therefore, it, it's not, uh, Jesus isn't giving a recommendation, he's giving a command to his followers to to forgive. So, very easy to say, but, but, not easy to do and you were explaining to us just how how difficult it was and and remind us again what what enabled you to forgive the people that had killed your family
3: okay thank you thank you very much um when you lose so many of your relatives in a war genocide like that and God wants you to go and uh share the love of God with those people um, the the inner motivation for you to go and uh share the love of God with those people who killed your relatives again, I said it's it's you, you from the human point of view, it's impossible
2: mm-hmm.
3: but with your, with God, all things are possible. So it's, it's because of the love of the Father. It's because, it's because of who I have believed, Jesus Christ, in me, who have even reconciled me to himself. While I was sinners, he made me who I am today. He gave me new life, a new, 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 new. So um, because of what he has done for me, because of what he, he has done for me to, to make me the new person, and uh, he helped me forgive those other people who killed my relatives, even before. So looking at them like Jesus himself hung on the cross there, even if it was, a you know, for Jesus it wasn't even easier, I believe. But he says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. So it's based on that great love, that God bestowed on us that we can say go to my brother and say, you know what? You messed up. You killed my relatives. But because of who I am and who I have in me, I'm willing to forgive you. I know you have done these horrible things to my family. But because me personally have come to know Christ and He has forgiven me, the only thing that I can give you too is to forgive you. And doesn't mean that I don't know what they have done, but I know. But because of what God means, what Christ has done for me, it is it is in that on that basis that I forgive those people. So they were even very fearful when you go, when you go to them and you tell them that you really, I love you. They think you are joking, hmm. and uh, they know just. Uh, Last month or two months ago they did kill your relatives and then you I say, Oh I love you. They think you are joking. But gradually you would hear testimonies of some people say, You know what? Even when I came to know Christ I realised that I have killed the uh the husband of Helen and Helen ran to Burundi and when she ran to Burundi, when I came to know Christ, I wasn't easy. I said, "What can I do to do restitution?" That that guy ran to Burundi and they went to see to heaven. You know, I know I'm one of those people who killed your relative. But mm-hmm. when I came to know Christ, somebody shared the love of God with me, and I am here. I just want to do restitution. What can I? If whatever you want to do, even if you want to kill me, I'm here. But Christ came into my life, and I know I messed up. I killed your husband. I'm the, among the people who killed your husband. I'm here. So when somebody, even the one, those people who killed our relatives, they came to know Christ, they are also convicted. They also want to ask for forgiveness. And then I see, I saw Helen and that guy hugging each other, and it was unbelievable. And we saw that in the big stadium on Kigari. So it's because somebody somewhere takes a step to go and say, Hey, brother. It's a mess. I know it's horrible. You did it, but you probably didn't know what you were doing. I forgive you. Would you like to receive Jesus Christ? Some they did. Others they didn't. Others, others they accepted Christ that day and then. Others gradually, as we demonstrated God's love and deeds, they say, hey, these guys, they are okay. So they're inviting us to eat together. They're inviting us to share things together. I think something is working out. So in the process of demonstrating God's love in some tangible ways, then they say, we are serious. So some came to know Christ. And gradually, 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 many, many, many have come to know Christ.
2: Christ, God.
3: And many, many, God. many, 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 that's, as a result today, our country is better, it's peaceful. and uh, But it's because somebody has accepted. We, challenge, we took the challenge to go and uh, shared shared in the power of the Holy Spirit and uh, believing that God is going to change this. And indeed, he did. So we have so many examples, but the whole idea, yeah, it's one thing to talk about the love of God, but it's another thing to talk about the love of God demonstrated Mm -hmm. in a tangible way. Mm -hmm. Once people say, hey, oh, I know you love me, so can you give me that shirt? I don't have anything to wear. Oh, Sure. I don't know have the food. So the people, people who have killed your relatives, they are, they are hungry and they give them some food, some clothing, some shoes, some, 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 something. Gradually, they see the love of God in you. And then they know that you are serious. So that's what has built our nation today. I'm one of the people doing the work in Rwanda, but there are other ministers, too, doing the same thing. So that has really uh, contributed a lot to transform our nation to be what it is today because people have seen the love of God in the church. The church of Jesus Christ has, has really become the light in the nation of Rwanda. That's why we have peace, peace in Rwanda. That's why everybody wants to come to Rwanda. But the church had a big role to play in the community, in our society, in terms of bringing reconciliation of these two tribes.
2: I mean, that, that's, you know, I'm, I'm hearing, the I'm trying to mentally digest all of these things that you were saying, you know. And uh, uh, so you had uh, people in Rwanda hearing God's word, But also seeing it being lived out, you know, because it's one thing to say I forgive you; it's then another thing to take the shirt off your back and give it to people who have killed your family members, you know. So one thing to say it, and it's another thing to do it, you know. And so, and yet, and yet, there seems to have been so much power in the doing and the sharing the word. And so, in, in your churches, do you have these once? Conflicted people? Do you have them worshiping together in one church?
3: Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's now history.
2: <laughs> Praise God. Uh,
3: it is now history uh, that has taken place almost twenty years ago, and uh, you you come to our churches. You don't even realize that they have come to church. You worship together, and uh, we fellowship together. We communion together. So. And I know the church is the is institution that God has put there to do those things. So once we invite, we invite those people to be in our churches, and then we work together, we sing together, we fellowship together, we go out to witness together. So those two groups, today you don't realize it because we don't talk about uh, the, 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 the tribes anymore. It's been uh, many, many years so to come to your, to answer your question, yes, there's two tribes that are worshiping together in the local churches all over the country.
2: I mean, it, it, it simply is supernatural, isn't it? Exactly, so, yeah. To, it, it, it's something that, that you know, uh, you're not going to take this badly, but it's something that Simon cannot do by himself. It's certainly something that Julian wouldn't have a a hope of doing by himself. And yet with all these people, you know, all the brothers and sisters, actually putting their faith into practice, it turns something unbelievable into something actual, you know? So you've got these warring people who've committed atrocities and now they are serving, loving one another as brothers and sisters. I mean, that is the kingdom of God.
3: Yes. But you know, Julian, you know, one has to, uh, to accept the challenge. One Mm. has to know what he or she wants Mm. We know what we want because God has called us to his kingdom and to share the love of God. And we know that uh, these people messed up, but who are we? What's the role of the church in the community around us is to to be the light, is to be the hand and the hand the feet of Jesus Christ to demonstrate that love it's 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 because of the love of the father in us that we can accept to do that otherwise it's not easy it's not easy it's because Christ is in us and uh we know what it means to be forgiven because I'm forgiven then I can take a step of forgive another person and persuade him to come to church to grow in grace we say bring them in build them up send them out or to the glory of god mm. And uh, we bring these guys together. We want to usher them in the church. And uh, many times, you know, when you invite somebody for lunch, for dinner, for breakfast, for you provide the education for their children, like in our school, we have many kids of those people who actually messed up. And, you know, we, we say, brother, you know, we know you cannot afford Afford the uh, tuition or school fees for your son or daughter, but we are, we are going to take him in. Then we are going to educate him. And uh, mm. you know the best thing that you can give somebody, a child. Uh, we have been singing it around all over the world. <laughs> uh, that Christ grew up in stature and wisdom and favour with God and man. Luke two fifty two. And uh, if you can help give that type of education to a child from kindergarten or nursery school, primary school, there is nothing better you can do to humanity, to a human being, than raising him up in a balanced way. Mm. And then whoever has uh, wronged you or killed you, and if he sees you take his child or her child to, to the school, bring them to the Sunday school. There's no question mark about you. They say that man is a man of God. He loves us and he cares for us. And basically uh, that's what we want to see in Rwanda. a demonstration of God's love to those people will always attract them to the, local community, to the local church and they grow up in grace and uh, at the end of the day they receive eternal life. And um, I was thinking somebody would sing a everlasting song with them. Wow! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, you're listening
2: to the Kingdom and its stories today. Yeah. We're blessed to have Simon. Simon is uh, currently uh, and has been for a long time in Rwanda, reaching out to those who uh, killed his family, and through the love of God, bringing reconciliation. And literally, what we've been listening to is just supernatural. It's the divine. It's God uh, bringing peace into a war-torn area where there's sort of a tribal mentality that has uh, ripped the country in two and yet christ and church people like simon have 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 been bringing unity back into this country but 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 more than that and so so simon tell us you are uh, reaching out to to these people you know because in uh, so many places, I know in my country, England, but also in this great country, uh, the United States, which I'm currently in, you know, we seem to have more of a mentality of, uh, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You know, you hurt me, I'll hurt you. <laughs> you're not part of my tribe, therefore, you're my enemy. Uh, but the, the, the bottom line is, we all end up eyeless and toothless. You know, and uh, just inflicting pain on one another and yet from uh what you have shown by following christ is that by loving your enemy by loving those who are different uh you are able to bring peace and fellowship and brotherhood sisterhood together is that is that correct yes so give give us some examples you know we have uh about nine minutes I'd, I just love to hear some examples of of how you've reached out i know you yourselves have uh, built a church and there's a school and i believe a, a hospital a health clinic and so forth but give us give us if you would uh some examples of how you and the church indeed have brought reconciliation have served those who uh, have worked against them in the past how i mean bringing unity is is, is a big deal you know so how 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 is it being done?
3: Yeah, like I said, Julian, uh is the when God calls you or calls us to serve Him and uh basically it is the obedience that we have to do. Uh we have to obey, that's fulfilling the Great Commission. So we have chosen to obey God and do His will and to fulfill the Great Commission. And uh in the process God sends you to a place whereby uh there are those horrible things. And sometimes you wonder if you if if, if that's what really God wanted you to do. And indeed that's what He wanted us to do, to go there and share the love of God. So for instance, um I had said about that lady whom we helped when she was small, now she's big. Mm-hmm. And um we, when we were when we went there back, Rwanda, it, it, our house was like a hostel. It was a small refugee camp. We brought in, I think, almost seventeen children to our house. They were staying with us in the same house, and uh, there we were probably thirty or 40 30 more outside. I remember when we bring them together for lunch or for dinner. It was like a hostel. And mm-hmm. that was a uh, while ago. But most of those kids, their parents have died. Both parents have been have been killed during the genocide. So, the only thing we could do is to bring them into our house, feed them, educate them, clothe them, show them that we care for them, and... um they, they, they couldn't believe that we are doing what we are doing. But what motivated us to have all those kids uh, to our house? It's the love of the father. Mm. So uh, that's one way that we showed the the love to those people. It's long ago. Those guys, they have really grown up. They are married. They have finished their education. They are now on their own. I'm just remaining with only one boy who is young. But the rest have grown, and they know that it's because somebody somewhere, my wife and I, really did all what we could do to help these kids. That's one way. And uh, we we, we thank the Lord because we were available to help them, challenge. And sometimes we didn't even have enough food to give to them, but we struggled to make sure that they get something to eat, clothing, and education. So the others... Uh, in the community, we would do just go to them and say, "Hey, you know what? What can you do?" Some wanted to get to do to do certain things. Um, yes, they know Christ; they are reconciled uh, to Him, but they wanted to to do something. So we taught them how to do sewing, to do certain things. Some didn't know have anything to do we taught them to to do you know, tailoring and uh, to uh, study computer those years Mm. and uh, my wife was very keen to be with them and encourage them to do certain things that they would help them to be on their own, support themselves some would ask for money to sell things so that they can make uh, some profit so all those kind things added to show that somebody somewhere cares for them. And then uh, this would go not only in our local church in the city, but all other churches we had up country. We had uh, many, many needy people. And then uh, that was uh, the work of the church in the community, in the society. And then uh, the people who who have been uh, who have, uh, who are thinking we could do revenge then they see that we have really um, shown love to them. And uh, so those type of acts of love all over the years, they have added up to make our country more peaceful. You know, you don't fear your neighbor. Mm. He thinks you are, in the past they thought you are their enemy, but today we are brothers and sisters in Christ we are, we are Rwandans we don't even call each other those tribes those are long gone, finished mm-hmm. and wow. uh, so that is what that's the, 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 and then you know the church, the church is very important um, they come, they worship and you know they spend time in the presence of God and they're involved in the church yeah, so those kind of acts has helped a lot to 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 show that uh, we care for them and God cares for them.
2: You know, and it's, a, it, it's tell us a little bit about first of all about your. Uh, so you you went there, you built a church, but there's also a school. You, is that correct? You built a school.
3: Oh yeah, uh, we we built a church, but we have a school. That school actually it's amazing. It's an amazing school. So we, we praise the Lord for. That school, ever since we started, perhaps uh, over 4,000 kids have gone through our school. And most, wow. most of those kids are orphans, hmm. children from the poor family. They were uh, The number was affected by COVID. We mm-hmm. had over 400, but today we have less than 300. Because this, the parents who were in the city, when the COVID came, they ran away. Uh, to be in a rural area where they could get food, so so the school is doing very well, uh, but we have to to maintain those kids by providing education, by providing food every day porridge. Now we are uh, remain with the fencing the school. We really must fence the school because mm. we are you know in Rwanda now there is something known as Chogam coming up next month. Chogam is the summit for British common countries. All over the world, they are meeting in Rwanda. So they made a new roads. As a result, that's good. One is passing around our school. It's good, but uh, the kids tend to run towards the Tamaki road, so we have to safeguard them. We have to build a fence around them and the playground. And uh, so we, we thank the Lord because many kids have gone through the school. We have a few that have finished the primary school. They are in the high school and some are in college and some have completed So when we see those kids, you know, we praise the Lord that the church can provide that kind of education and they know the church cares for them. So we love the children, we love the school. It's a challenge because we have to, there are so many needs for maintaining the school, as you know, it's not easy. But when the challenge is there, that takes us us to our knees, puts us on our knees, (laughs) And ask the Lord to provide for those kids food, porridge, clothing, shoes, uniform. Of course, uh, provision for the teachers as well, their salaries.
2: Well, Simon, you seem to be a man who, uh, when obedient to Lord, is able to do pretty much anything. Warring uh, tribes within a country that's torn into two brought together, uh, housing. Educating, feeding children, orphans, bringing them together. Showing Christ's love, teaching them, but also showing them, putting it into practice. Simon, thank you very much for joining us, for inspiring us.
1: To all who are listening, let's go and be obedient to Christ. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30pm on Faith Talk thirteen sixty. We'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.